Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology of May 2nd through May 8th, 2022. Yes, we are in May. We just sort of tipped over into May um, just this past Sunday. And uh, as I record this, we are fresh off of a solar eclipse, which means life is a little bit strange at the moment. Things are coming in and out of our lives. And if you're watching live, as always, do say hello. I just like to kind of say, you know, check in on people, see where they are in the world. Um, I'm here in the New York City area, and uh, we gather every week to look at the astrology. And something that you hear me often say is that the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%, meaning astrology is energy. It's the energy of time, archetypical time, symbolic time, metaphoric time. And how does that time express itself through you? Well, you are an individual, you have your own life, and that's where you get your own experience. So you do have free will, but it does sometimes feel like when we're in eclipse season, um, uh, all we are, all we can do rather is just uh, go along with the ride. And eclipses do remind us that there are moments in time that are bigger than us. There are the endings of something and the beginnings of something else. And maybe we felt that over the past few days with the solar eclipse and Taurus, but eclipses, despite their reputation, by and large, they, they punctuate and they mark the different times in our life, the different milestones, and sometimes things happen around the date of an eclipse. Sometimes it takes a few months. It's very common to see eclipse energy come in in the midpoint between the eclipses. So we had the midpoint of the, of the last round of eclipses back in February. That's why I was telling everybody to pay attention to February of 2022. February of 2022 was going to be a lens for a lot of our experiences and this year. And then I'm going to say the same thing when we, when we get to August, that August is another lens, end of July, August, because it's the midpoint, uh, again, between eclipses. So again, hi, I see some familiar faces. Um, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. And I work under the name Empowering Astrology, empoweringastrology.com, a little shameless plug, because for me, um, I wanted to express astrology in a way that really I connect to. And as somebody who has, let's say, difficult, air quotes, difficult astrology in her navel chart, I was like, there has to be something more than this. And so I do personally know from my own experiences what happens when we work with this time, when we work with this energy. And that's something that we were doing, if you joined me for my Taurus New Moon Circle just this past Saturday, April 30th, it's really connecting with the energy of Taurus and sort of having a different awareness of it, taste, touch, smell, sense, ownership, uh, the sense of stability and security and abundance and fertility, for example. These are all Taurus archetypes. And so as we go into this week, again, we are fresh off of a new moon, fresh off a solar eclipse. And these are all themes that might be very uh, present with us. Money, income, stability, roof over our head. These are all the basics that Taurus really uh, talks about because Taurus is a sign as the first earth sign that teaches us that we, you know, we, that the basics of life are important, they're fundamental. When we don't have them, it can really uh, create um, an insecurity and stability. 
But it's Taurus as this fixed sign. It sort of tells us that we need uh, the conditions to be secure and safe and stable. If you're planting seeds, for example, um, you don't want to plant your seeds in harsh conditions or when you know that there's going to be a lot of adverse weather or adverse conditions. So Taurus talks about slowing down, taking care, creating the right conditions for comfort. And uh, we all have to uh, cultivate our lives right now. Um, we're, we're in May, and I realize astrology is very Northern Hemisphere biased, so apologies to anybody that's watching in the Southern Hemisphere and, and you are going into autumn. Um, but nevertheless, here we are. So I did a webinar last week, and maybe you joined me live or you joined me on the replay for that webinar. It was two hours. I really just need to accept the fact that these webinars are gonna be two hours because we had a lot to cover. We had a lot to cover of what were eclipses or what are eclipses. Um, what do they mean? Why are they so important? How do we work with them? Uh, what is this new series of eclipses and Taurus and Scorpio? That's the thing. Uh, the eclipses have switched since uh, the last round. We're sort of so we stepped out of Gemini and Sagittarius, and now we're in Taurus and Scorpio. And what does this time for, mean for you? One of the things that was really seated in this, uh, this, this eclipse, the, the one that we had on April 30th, is its activations of the energies of Uranus and Taurus. This is something I talked about in my webinar. You can still get the replay. Links in the show notes. Shameless, shameless plug. I just talked about it last week. and We're going to talk about it more because it's a thing I think sometimes in astrology, we focus on a singular date, a day. Is it going to be a good day or a bad day for me, Katie? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do like to point out the bigger cycles of time because the big, bigger cycles of time are the things that we are sort of working our way in and out of. We are building and constructing through. And when we went into Taurus season and when we went into eclipse season, we started to connect with this something called Uranus and Taurus. I'm just saying this for those that that's the first time you're hearing this. But Uranus, the planet Uranus, it's been in Taurus, we would say, since uh, May of 2018, March of 2019. I use those two dates because Uranus went in, retrograded by November of 2018. It was out and it was back in in March of 2019. And it's, it's a big deal for a couple of things and reasons. Um, Uranus is an outer planet. Its job is to get us to grow and evolve by any means possible. And it, you know, Uranus is like electricity. It's like Prometheus. It's that spark of life and awareness. And, and um, somebody asked, you know, because I use this phrase, crisis of radical authenticity. What does that mean? Well, Uranus as a planet exists outside the boundaries of our classical knowledge, meaning we didn't know about Uranus. You know, humanity did not know about Uranus as a planet until it was discovered by telescope in 1781. So classically, all we knew was up to Saturn. Saturn is the last visible planet. So when we start to get to what are called these outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, there's more that I can include, but these three definitely get us very far. Um, we're starting to work with something outside of something, outside of sort of Saturnian um, limits and boundaries. And we're in this idea of growth and evolution, um, transformation. And certainly as a collective, um, you know, for better, or for worse, ups and downs, we're at a very different place. We were, you know, 250, 
years ago, um, give or take. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully better. Um, but so Uranus is a planet that sort of by its nature rubs up against, uh, goes against uh, the energies of Saturn. Saturn is form, structure, conformity. And sometimes in our lives, we're really good at conformity. We're really good at living by somebody else's script. This is why Uranus is a planet of revolutions, awakenings, breakthroughs, breakdowns. So when I say crisis of radical authenticity, there are key moments in our life, and one, one of them is predictable. It's what's called the Uranus opposition of age 42, 43. If you are in the range of age 42, 43, we need to talk because you're going through the Uranus opposition. It means that the things that are no longer or never were actually you, and sometimes it's something dramatic, it's a marriage, it's a career, you have to break out of it. It's something, that's the thing about Uranian energy. Sometimes we, it's, it's kind of moves faster than us. It sort of pushes us and we make uh, choices that, you know, our logical brain is like, wait a second, slow down, what are you doing? Um, somebody said, me, yeah, me too. I'm 43, going on 44. And the story I tell about Uranus is that for me, and this started my turn 40 and really surprised me. because like, wow, this is really showing up early. I left my day job to do astrology full time. Uranus like, what are you doing? It's not what you're put on this planet to do. And then, you know, Uranus being Uranus and events being events, things started to move and sort of show me the door, so to speak. And it was time to make change. So here I am. And it's crazy to think that I sit in front of you, front of you all every, every week, um, thereabouts, and, and we talk about astrology. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pivotal time for many people. If you're certainly 41, 42, 43, maybe even 44, it's a pivotal time for you. And it's a time when you have to get back to you. And that's why in the 40s, people make 180s. Culturally, we call it the midlife crisis. So, of course, I'm just talking about one little group of, of, of people, but there are times in our life, and certainly if you were born on uh, May 5th, give or take, plus or minus a few days, um, you're really feeling this week, you're really feeling this eclipse because this eclipse was on your sun. Um, and plus this week, we have... We have Uranus conjunct, um, Sun conjunct Uranus on, um, gosh, I can't think of the date, May 5th. There's that date. So a lot of things are building up. And this is the thing about, you know, I talked about time and, 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 the, and the energy of time. And then there's us and, you know, our free will. But then, you know, sometimes our free will runs up against this outer planet energy. And we need to make a decision. Sometimes we need to make a radical decision. But all we know is that we can't keep fitting ourselves into something that doesn't fit us anymore. That is a crisis of radical authenticity. Um, so it's like this, it's like somebody waking up one day and they're like, I can't, I can't go back to that job. I can't go back to this. It's, it goes against everything that logically that you're sort of programmed to do. And that's why it's a crisis of radical authenticity. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, let's talk about the astrology a little bit more this week. So May 2nd through 8th, 2022. Um, first actually is Venus and Aries. So Venus went into Aries uh, today, May 2nd. Um, Venus typically spends about three, four weeks 
and a sign it will be in Taurus by the end of May for example um, but why am I highlighting Venus and Aries so this is where we got to get to do some fancy astrology and this is where my left brain analytical former IT programming brain gets really excited because astrology in a way is not just geometry it's not just math it's also like angles and it's engineering in a way it's cosmic engineering it's like how the matrix is built so this whole thing in astrology called rulerships so the ruler of taurus season the rule of taurus mean the boss of taurus is venus and venus for the past few weeks has been in pisces in fact it seems like every planet has been in pisces lately um but that's starting to change so venus we it, we'd say in astrology ruled the eclipse it disposited the energy it means the energy of the eclipse pointed over to pisces so we had sort of this dual activation um, with the eclipse on Saturday, we have the activation of wherever Taurus is in our chart. Yes, you have Taurus somewhere in your chart. Somebody was like, wait, I don't have anything in Taurus. I'm good. I'm like, no, you're not. I mean, I'm sure you're good. But there's there's Taurus somewhere in your astrology. And then the energy of the eclipse activated Pisces, wherever Pisces is, is in your astrology. We talked about this last week, if you want a little refresher. Um, but now Venus, the ruler is now in, in in Aries so it's like the energy of the eclipse just went from one sign to another just like watching the hand of the clock and Aries is a very different sign than Pisces Pisces is a, is a lot more agreeable as a sign goes with the flow it's about the beauty and romance of life certainly Venus in Pisces loves to be in Pisces and even was at 27 degrees of Pisces at the time of the eclipse which is what's called the degree of its exaltation that's this very traditional astrology so Venus goes into Aries and what is Aries well it's new beginnings fresh starts it's sort of that ping pow the, the the green shoots coming out of the earth this is what we all talked about when the Sun went into Aries back in the end of March so suddenly this eclipse energy has a bit of Aries behind it this is how things will unfold and, and take on a different life and go off in a new direction so whatever was seated at the time of saturday now goes into a new phase and, and here's, the, here's the thing i don't know what's going to happen i can assume i can assume that things are going to start to move fast this week because aries moves fast typically i can assume that maybe that there's a sense of new beginning now mind you mars the ruler of aries is back over in pisces so we sort of have this pisces energy that we can't seem to avoid lately especially with jupiter in Pisces that's going to change next week when Jupiter goes into Aries but I'm getting ahead of myself May 13th Jupiter goes into Aries um so this week things may speed up we may see that new beginning a little bit more sharply and clearly or maybe I'm a little bit wrong and we're still kind of in this Pisces haze certainly if you're here in New York City area there's a lot of fog right now it's like can't get out of this Pisces Pisces stellium that we've been having um so Venus is in Aries and then it sort of activates the energy the north node activates the energy of the eclipse and it activates the energy of Uranus so we talked about this last week so just for a quick recap I sort of said this at the beginning of our time together Uranus went into Taurus in May of 2018 March of 2019 and it said to everybody this part of your life wherever Taurus is is going to change and, and from a collective experience how we our relationship with 
money, stability, security, resource, good, property, that's going to change as well. Um, certainly, objectively, over the past few years, uh, money, security, income, stability, prices of things, um, our relationship with, with our fertility and the environment and the earth has, has all shifted in some way. Um, but personally, that part of your life is in the midst of a seven-year, yes, seven years, uh, seven-year transformation. So here we are. Now it's the week of May 2nd through May 8th, 2022, and the sun meets up with Uranus on May 5th. I believe the degrees, 14 degrees, is the degree of the conjunction. Um, I hope I'm right. So we've had sun conjuncting Uranus and Taurus. Uh, we've, and I think we even had one in 2018, uh, 2019. Um, I think it was in April 2019. We had one in 2020, 2021, and here we are in, in 2022. And Uranus has moved far enough into Taurus. It's almost at the midpoint of Taurus to meet up with Uranus at 14 degrees. This is why I said if you're born around May 5th, plus or minus a few days, plus um, also the fact that if you have your birthday around the eclipse is a time of powerful new beginnings. It means the next year is going to be different in some way. How? I don't know. Just different. Maybe whatever you have to do is to get real with yourself, fit yourself into something that is you, not somebody else, but that's bigger conversation. Um, so this week, we're really feeling that speed, that energy, that sense of needing to break out of something, break through, break free, um, awakenings, revolutions, insights. There is a sense of like that that flashbulb, that, that spark of light that happens with Uranus. And of course, there is this sort of chaotic side to Uranus. We can't sort of uh, negate that, that sense of, um, you know, it's, it's happening in Taurus, and Taurus is typically a, a sign that wants to keep things the same. But all we know is over the past few years, things have not been the same, and there's been some part of our life that's not been the same. So there's a sense of proverbial or psychic, hopefully not literal, earthquakes this week. These are things that have been shaking and moving um, over the past few years. There's a lot of different ways in which this energy can play out, but my advice, of course, take care of yourself. Eclipse energy, uranium energy, it's very electrical. It can sort of tax the emotional system, the, the uh, energetic system. Rest, maybe that's what we're doing with all these planets in Pisces still. Um, but at the same time, just know that we're in this, that's the thing, this week, next week, we're in the mid, you know, that middle space. Um, between the eclipses. It's sort of the sense of anticipation, maybe even anxiety, that things are, are coming in and out of our life at this time. Um, it, but it's very normal. We did this six months ago. We will do this six months from now. That's the thing about astrology is that it's like clockwork. Um, so yeah, we get, really sit with the sense of what is um, preparing to come into your life right now? What do you see leaving? Uh, where do you see the pivot points? Where do you see the bigger stories happening right now? And then when I go through each of the 12 signs, we'll refresh ourselves as to what uh, is being activated this week. Um, and when the sun makes a conjunction to Uranus, in a way, it sort of activates that Saturn square Uranus energy that we can't seem to shake in 2022. So 
this is why I was saying last week, you know, Capricorn, Aquarius, you're, you're feeling that, especially Capricorn, even though you're not a fixed sign, because it's really pushing on your, what's called your ruling planet. Um, but we have to make changes. We, and I can only say this from a personal level, um, you know, these, this is energy that demands that we reshape, we remake, we, we, we recalibrate, we fit ourselves into something that's actually us. And it's not always easy. And, and I'm just saying this, just, you know, the people that I know that are in my life, it's, it's, it's very emotionally and psychically, in some cases, physically uh, taxing. So that's why I said, really uh, take care of yourself this week um and and because yeah this is really intense energy it talks about change and transformation a solar eclipse is when the, the the light of the sun is momentarily cut so that's a pretty pretty big deal um yeah so those are the two we have a bunch of sextiles this week sextiles i mean they they're very quiet they they're like the concierge of the of the zodiac uh they sort of will put a chocolate on your pillow make things a little bit easier so maybe we need that sextile energy to kind of grease the wheels but uh you know sun conjunct uranus is a pretty big one um and i will say this weekend um the, the moon will go into leo and Leo is a fixed sign, and this is what's called a first quarter moon. And the first quarter moon after a solar eclipse is usually a time when we get that big, you know, push of like, what is this eclipse about? It's not necessarily negative. It's like if this eclipse is about a new relationship coming in, for example, then the first quarter moon is really that moment where the the, the two people have to come together. Two people have to work it out. Or or not so this weekend might be a little bit intense we sort of get that bump of eclipse energy um again shameless plug you can still get my two-hour webinar where i talk all about eclipses and what and why they're important why i love them um and why time is so funny as a thing about eclipses time time is so funny um around the time of eclipses um things feel liminal things speed up things slow down uh, we sort of get out of our rhythm and pace um, and then we're going to have a lunar eclipse on may 16th um, right opposite my sun i'm so excited um, but yeah this this lunar eclipse will be in scorpio and it's sort of activating this interplay between taurus and scorpio and we have taurus as the sort of rebirth of life and fertility the, the natural world is in full bloom, and then the, which stands in stark contrast to Scorpio, which is about the life, the world, and decay. Um, but we, it's sort of these very, two very magical, powerful signs in their own way, and, and, and two planets that stand on the axis of life and death in, in the zodiac. So, big full moon in two weeks. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. Then uh, let's go through each of the 12 signs and sort of refresh yourself. Uh, what is going on this week with all this new energy? So Aries, so we've, we've, you know, we've been talking about this Aries. Um, this eclipse season is so much about money and income and material stability. It could be literally physically the things that you own, but also this sort of intrinsic, like, what am I worth? What is this worth? What am I investing my time, my money, my energy in? And Aries, you are about three, four years into a seven-year chapter of reinventing your relationship with the material world. 
Maybe the things that you spent money on and invested your time in, invested yourself in, or thought you needed in order to feel safe and secure are not the things at this point that you that you need. Maybe you are making big purchases and big investments and the things that you never thought you would uh, actually own something. So this you know, can kind of go a bunch of different ways. Um, but yes, this, this eclipse really did highlight uh, money and income. The next eclipse is really going to highlight finance and wealth and sort of this greater financial structures of your life. But be present Aries with the emotions that are coming up. Um, certainly you're going to have Venus in your sign for the next few weeks that makes you a little bit more uh, agreeable, a little bit more social, a little more flirty. Um, Venus and Aries a little bit flirty. Um, but this is a time when you have to really focus on resource, the things that really matter, the things that are like roof over your head, money, income. I wish, you know, we unfortunately we live in a world where we have to take care of these things. But you can also give your yourself space for pleasure, uh, things that really cultivate a sense of fertility in your life, a sense of luxury, however you want to define that. Everybody defines that differently. And certainly it doesn't have to be buying things. It can be gathering resources, um, accumulating the things that you need, and maybe to the energy of that eclipse, getting rid of the stuff that you just don't need taking up real estate anymore. Taurus. Think about that for a second. Uh, Taurus, so happy birthday, Taurus. What a heck of a time to have a birthday. Um, if your birthday is this week, it tells me as an astrologer that it's very likely that the next six to 12 months are going to be powerful. They are going to redirect you. They are going to demand some sort of opening and change. But then again, Taurus, you've known this. You're either two things are probably happening with you. Either you know exactly what I'm talking about and it's already happening and you're already doing it, or you're fighting it. And, and I really hope you're not fighting it. Um, I understand if you are because you're a fixed sign and that's sort of your, your natural inclination, especially as a Taurus, to kind of stick your guns and stay in the same place. But you're trying to stay in the same place as like a tsunami. And I'm, I'm using this metaphorically, of course, like a tsunami comes by. So you have to let go. And then I'm, I'm, you know, I've kind of got a Taurus in my life who is really trying to, to resist. It's gonna, it's, it's like, it's all gonna happen some way. Either you, either you work with it or you, or you don't. And so what would working with this energy look like? Well, realizing things that you can change and not change. Realizing that by making changes, it doesn't mean that you are entering into a life of chaos. Um, I think that's sometimes the fear of Taurus. It just means that, and I, and I have full faith in you, Taurus, it just means that whatever you are building, whatever you're changing, whatever you are recalibrating, it is going to be better. It's going to create more stability in your life. It's not going to go against it. It's like to use a computer metaphor because that's the way my brain thinks it's like you're trying to run on an old operating system and you're and like the thing keeps glitching and, and shutting down or flipping or whatever time time for a reboot Taurus and that's really where you're at especially uh, those that are born um, on, on around the 5th of May you need a reboot um, so how do you actively 
and um, proactively work with that energy. Your planet Venus is now in Aries, it sort of left the comfort of Pisces. So over the next few weeks, you've got some soul searching, um, you've got to sort of prepare yourself for the next big chapter of your life. And you know, big chapter, it's more like your yearly chapter when Venus goes into Taurus later this month, but use the next few weeks to shed, to let go, to to, to detach. I mean, that's the thing about Taurus is by its nature, it wants to attach. It wants to hold on to things. There's nothing wrong with that. But sort of the season that you're in right now is something very different. So just rest, relax. You do that well, but make this a very sort of inward spiritual searching, trying to find answers and to pre prepare yourself for when Uranus, not Uranus, when Taurus, not Taurus, Venus, Venus goes into Taurus later this month and sort of gives you another new beginning. Um, Gemini. So Gemini, um, all this has been happening in what's called your 12th sign. And, you know, we've been talking about this, uh, you know, Uranus being in a place that cannot be seen. The 12th is typically uh, representative of the non-manifested world. I know the 12th in astrology has a bit of reputation. Um, I know I have three planets there, including the ruler of my sun and my moon. Um, but the 12th is talks about the things that we can't see. So whether it's the unconscious, or blind spots or our spirituality or something beyond this world and even our universal self. So it is a bit of a soul searching time for you, Gemini, and sort of really trying to get at the truth and heart of things that for a long time you haven't been able to see about yourself. So really sitting with your unconsciousness um, and maybe even looking at your dreams and how your dreams are helping to reveal something for you. But I, I think that by and large right now for Gemini is a time you're trying to figure out what you stand for, what you believe in, what's your faith, what's your truth, what's your convictions. Um, but all this sort of new moon energy is on some level saying that you've entered a period over the next six months where it's about going inward. It's not about the world, it's about your inner world, your, your deep faith, your deep truth. These are the things that can only be found within. Um, Venus, you know, the ruler of this eclipse, it's gone into Aries, so there's a connection to all this with groups, uh, community, friends, your social circle. But as you get a bit wistful and go within and try to find answers, it's also about looking outward to the future. Uh, and trying to figure out um, where do you want to take your life? What's the next trajectory? What's the next journey? Um, but like I said, this is your sort of, your, even if I took the Uranian element out of it, this is the time in your personal calendar, happens before your birthday, happens before Gemini season, when you have to sort of come to the end of your zodiac cycle, your zodiac year, and sort of rest and reflect and kind of like prepare for your new year. And think about it, how would you prepare for the, the new year if it were, you know, January 1st? Um, that's sort of this time that you're in, you're sort of in that, that, that last few days before the new year. But I will say, Gemini, you got Mercury in your sign right now. Um, things are, at the same time are really moving and, and shifting, but your planet will go uh, retrograde next uh, week, I believe, on the 10th. Um, so things are sort of coming to to that sort of slower pace um, that, that said, you're gonna be entering a time for the rest of May where it's more about sort of receptivity, reflection as opposed to action, but we'll talk about that next week.
Cancer. So, Cancer, this has so much been a time about community, your social circle, groups, friendships, either making new friends, making new social connections, or seeing some sort of shift and change in your social connection. So this eclipse is sort of activating this bigger story about new people coming into your life or people coming into your life that really proverbially turn the lights on. Uh, Venus with this, you know, now that it's switched sides, it's gone into Aries and Aries is your career sign. So on some level, there's an element of now, where is this sort of shift and change happening? Maybe the shift and change is now starting to pour point towards your professional life. Maybe you need to head off in a new direction. Um, maybe you need a job change. Um, maybe you just need to network. Maybe you just need to come be around the people who are like-minded, who are allies, who can support you. But there is sort of this sense about duty and responsibility, but also thinking about the next steps for the future. That said, um, really see who's coming into your life around, right around now. Um, they are trying to open your eyes, get you to see things differently. And as you open your eyes, maybe that gets you to see your your ambitions, your career, and even your 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 direction in life very differently. Leo, my fixed sign, Leo. Um, yeah, the fixed signs, they're not so fixed at the moment. And, you know, Leo, it's so much about your professional life right now. So this is a time of new beginnings um, on a very simple level. Maybe you are thinking about changing jobs, have made a change, um, looking to uh, go off in a new direction. But let's not forget, this is a time of two things for Leo. It could be one of two things. Either, Leo, you are thinking about a 180 meaning the thing that you've been doing, your your professional life, you're realizing, oh shoot, this is not what I wanna do. It's not what I came here to do. I'm only doing this because mom and dad told me to do this or because that fear of, of, of parental fear of like, no, you can't do this. You have to do this because this is gonna give you stability and security in life. So really examining your motivations behind the roles that you play in the world. The other thing that might be happening is that it's all starting to come together. You're having a professional breakthrough. You're having a sense of recognition uh, for something that you never thought you would. I mean, that's the thing about Uranus. It's, it just wants freedom. So if it's the freedom for you to be you in your professional life, which means that now you can grow and expand and create more material stability in your life, or on the other side, you're realizing that there needs to be some sort of change. All I know for, for Leo is that by 2025, 2026, I know that's a long time, is your professional life is gonna look very different in some way and probably a very um, obvious way than it did in 2018, 2019. And it probably doesn't look the same already. Um, so this is a week and, and if you're sort of stuck and, and that's the thing about Taurus energy is that it can get stuck, especially if you've got a lot of fixed energy in your chart, um, try to connect the dots, try to see what this energy is trying to reveal. Um, sometimes it's not obvious because we're so looking at like, it can only be this way. I can only do this job or I can only work in this environment. I can only do toxic work environments. And you're honestly like, what are you doing? Why are you in a toxic work environment here? Let me help. Um, so open up your eyes, 
see what sort of different options and sometimes it, it takes some creativity and some creative play leo um, for you to sort of consider options that you wouldn't consider it doesn't have to be something radical like running away and joining the circus but whatever it is it needs to light you up this is why you were born a leo or leo rising because you are here to incarnate the energy and to express the energy of the sun the sun is about life and passion and joy and creativity. And when Leo is burnt out, it's really sad. So how do you get your mojo back? How do you get your fire back? And how do you really uh, live that in your professional life? And I know sometimes it seems like a luxury, but Leo energy, the sun says that that spark of life is not a luxury. It's actually a necessity with no sun, no life. Um, Virgo. So these eclipses have been unfolding in a part of the chart that's a little bit less concrete to, to pin down because it's about what do you believe in? Your faith, your mind, your sort of sense of, of the world and how the world all fits and how you fit in the world or how you don't fit in the world or how the world seems a bit upside down at the moment. But the idea is that there is some sort of mental, philosophical, uh, educational shift that's been happening over the past few years and, and maybe in, in, in some dramatic ways. And the thing about having earth energy in this part of the chart that talks about truth and meaning and faith is sometimes you can get really dug in to what you believe in to the point where it sort of creates some blind spots. So Uranus might be doing one of two things, opening up your eyes, making something confrontational happening to really shake you out of your way. Um, but maybe on another way is that you're sort of, you know, opening up to things that you don't typically open up to and, and, and seeing things differently and, and prioritizing education in a way that you haven't been able to prioritize education. Um, I will say Mercury, your planet, uh, Virgo, is over in Gemini. Gemini is your career sign. So there's an element that's really uh, focusing on your professional life at the moment. Uh, Mercury will go retrograde next week. We'll talk about that. No, no big deal. But it is a sense that you are going into more of a receptive phase um, in your professional life as opposed to an active phase. In your professional life and um you know these eclipses have brought up a lot of deep emotions especially now that venus is in aries and it's sort of the sense of like intimacy vulnerability the psyche and um, maybe some deep stuff are coming is coming up emotionally between you and a partner um and this is all the stuff where maybe we've been talking about beliefs but maybe the beliefs have to do with how you show up in a relationship how you connect to somebody and what you think is possible maybe not possible. So maybe there's going to be some really deep and real conversations over the next uh, few weeks. Libra, and you know, one thing has been talking about with Libra, and especially with the interplay between Saturn and the fifth and Uranus and the eighth, is that you're really doing your work now, Libra, at least that's the idea. You know, Uranus through the eighth is, is, is you're seeing the shift in a place that isn't so obvious because the eighth is very psyche and emotionally driven. Of course, it's about finance. It's certainly from a very traditional astrological place. It's like the, the wealth. It's the money that we have in, in an estate. It's you know our inheritances. It's the stuff that we gather and we give to our heirs. And you know, again, it's a very traditional way of looking at the eighth. 
But the eighth is also this space where wealth is not just physical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's the wealth that we gain when we really face ourselves. So you're doing that right now, Libra. You're, you're facing yourself. You're facing your inner saboteur, your shadows, um, the things that you haven't wanted to look at, the places where you go against yourself. And Uranus is flipping on the lights. Um, so this is part of a larger shift in sort of your deeper self, your deeper emotional state since 2018, 2019, uh, with Venus getting out of Pisces and now going to Aries, some of the stuff, the sort of the field of action, sort of where it's uh, unfolding is now in your relationship. So pay attention to the themes that are happening, coming up, the stories that are coming up between you and a partner, uh, not just romantic partnership, but all partnership. Am I safe? How am I showing up in this relationship? Am I sabotaging this relationship? Can I trust? Can I be vulnerable? And can I open up to another person? And maybe that's bringing up a lot of uh, complex emotions, for example. But all of this is part of a bigger time in your life where you are really getting to the heart and sometimes the uncomfortable heart of who you are so that a shift and a change can happen. And that creates a sense of wealth that you then take with you when you know you, you go from the eighth to the ninth. My joke about the ninth, which is wisdom, the place of wisdom in the chart, knowledge. Well, how do you get wisdom and knowledge? You have to go through the eighth. So life is testing you right now, Libra, but it's it's a necessity. So do your best to be proactive, to take care of yourself, um, because what comes out of this time is a very rich, rich experience, and you will be profoundly transformed and hopefully for the better. Scorpio. So these eclipses happened in your seventh sign of relationships, and this is part of a larger uh, seven-year story arc of you doing relationships radically differently. The people that were in your life uh, probably in 2018 are not in your life right now. The relationships that you had, maybe they've changed, maybe they've ended, or maybe somebody has come into your life who is radically different than before. At the heart of this time for Scorpio, it's like Scorpio has to get vulnerable, which is against Scorpio's nature. Scorpio, by its nature, is a sign that's about strategy, planning, um, mitigating risk, um, holding its emotional cards close to the vest. But here comes Uranus, and Uranus, evolutionary planet, does not care. So it's trying to get you to open up um, your... It's possible that somebody's in your life, it could be a friend, it could be a lover, it could be a partner who is really uh, pushing you to get uncomfortable, for you to not try to be so much in control. So here comes Venus, and Venus was in Pisces, your fifth, which is sort of the romance and, and, and the fun, and now it's in the sixth, which is about work. So there's something about relationships need work, relationships need a lot of sort of like dealing with the um, the details of relationship and sort of the negotiations and the systems and making sure everything runs and flows. And also the sense of service and sort of the service that we, we how we show up in a relationship, the sort of service that we do to others and the taking care of others. But also pay attention in case this is relevant, how you sort of there's an inequity in a relationship um, maybe you do more for somebody else or maybe they do more for you and that creates some some resentment but this is a time where it's sort of preparing you um, especially with the sun conjunct uranus this is probably a milestone week for relationships in some way 
if you're not in a relationship and you want it and you feel stuck, how do you take that leap to to get uncomfortable, to do something that you wouldn't normally do in the best possible way? Um, meet the kind of people that you wouldn't normally meet. Um, and then, you know, you're going to go into Venus and Taurus later this month and Venus is going to activate all that eclipse energy. So things are going to get really interesting as you go into June. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so yeah, pivotal time, Scorpio, your life's at a crossroads. Um, these are big deal eclipses and this all prepares you for the lunar eclipse in Scorpio on May 16th. Sagittarius. So this is so much about your human life and we're all human beings, I think, hopefully, although I had a puppy dog underneath my feet. He likes to sort of sit underneath me as I work. But you know, this is a time when we need to do a couple of things. For some people, we have to get really into the, the minutia of our lives because either we've been um, disconnected, um, disassociated, or things have been uh, disorganized in some way. So what does that mean? It means having a schedule. It means um, getting your life in order. It means having a sense of routine, um, rituals, and this includes healthy rituals of course when i talk about my dog he leaves um healthy rituals but there's also this time of really having a different relationship with your body you know taurus is so much about the body um and so how do you inhabit your body um differently just as much as you inhabit your life differently and eating your vegetables and maybe going to the gym if that's the right solution for you or at least going for a walk and getting some fresh air so something about the physicality of your life is trying to transform and and, and maybe you already know what that is you're already living it maybe you know exactly what needs to happen because the, the six is also the place where we can sometimes get attached to things. The 12th is where we can't become detached from things. And so look at, looking at your attachments, sometimes your unhealthy attachments, um, but seeing how your day-to-day -day life needs to change, um, show up differently, organize yourself differently, and focus on your health in a very different way. Now, Venus, the ruler of this eclipse, has now gone into Aries. Aries is your fifth. So, I don't know, maybe it can be play, be playful. Maybe it can be fun. Um, maybe, you know, it's it's going to the gym, but um, having some, again, some fun with it. Um, but the fifth is also talking about identity and where is a lot of this eclipse energy playing out. Well, it's sort of talking about you. Your, what makes you you? And, and maybe sometimes you know, what makes you, you, and, and not in the best possible ways, ego. So there's sort of a shift that needs to happen in your ego or a shift that needs to happen in, in your, how you express your talents, gifts, and abilities. Um, but with that in mind, um, with this focus on passion, Venus in the fifth, you know, passion is a, such a necessary ingredient to getting things done in life and make sure that your day-to-day -day life runs on the things that you love as opposed to the things that you hate. Oh, and I will add uh, Sagittarius, and we'll talk more about this next week. Your planet Jupiter is going to go into Aries, so you're going to have a shift starting next week on May 13th. Time of new beginning, sort of getting out of this sort of inner world that you've been in with Jupiter and Pisces, focusing on the home, but you're going to get that fiery spark starting next week. Um, Capricorn. So just to recap Capricorn, and I, and I recap um so yeah five times fast um i said this last week so your planet saturn 
it's been in a little bit of a tricky spot in the sky. It's been in a tricky spot in the sky. And you're like, you're like, Katie, when is it not? Been like 2020, it was conjunct Pluto. When do I get a break? I'm sorry, Capricorn. Um, so Saturn, and this is, in, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, but on June 4th, so a month from now, your planet Saturn turns retrograde. Don't worry, this happens every, you know, this time of year or whatever. Um, Saturn spends about five months retrograde. That's completely normal. But it's sort of bouncing off Uranus right now. So there's this really push for you. And this is the thing about Capricorn, it's an Earth sign. And here we are, we're talking about Taurus, and Taurus is also an Earth sign. Taurus talks about the raw materials and sort of the, the necessary ingredients, physical ingredients needed in order to get to Capricorn, the last Earth sign. And Capricorn ruled by Saturn, not by Venus, it talks about structures and boundaries and sort of building and responsibilities and duties and sort of this hard edges sometimes. And, and, and I love me some Capricorn. Capricorns get things done. But I think something has to shift. And I think that's what's happening with Uranus, <clears throat> excuse me, with Uranus square, your Saturn right now. So here you are, you have this eclipse that just happened in the fifth. And so over the next six months, you got to figure out exactly who you are. Because the thing about Capricorn, I'm not saying all Capricorns, but the thing about Capricorn is that it's really good at following the script, meaning the things that you are, you know, air quotes, you're supposed to do. But you need to ask yourself, Capricorn, why are you doing this? Are you doing this because society tells you this mom dad tells you this um it's the right thing to do and, and, and it probably is i mean you know capricorn you're you're ahead of the game more than most people but <clears throat> you can't keep doing something in a system that actually doesn't work for you so there's a lot of psychic pressure on you this week um and so really take care of yourself capricorn and maybe to the, the, the fifth solar eclipse in the fifth have fun prioritize passion joy creativity do the things that give you life, that add to your life, and do not subtract from your life because you need the energy of passion, joy, creativity, that spark of life, in order to put into the structures that you're so good at making Capricorn. If you're just doing structures and, and there's no life, it's just heavy, dense, and it's going to pull you down. So the, again, there's a lot of pressure on you this week, Capricorn, to make some big changes. Um, I believe in you, Capricorn. Um, and I think that especially with Saturn um, getting ready to turn retrograde, uh, of course, this is a month away, you know, you're going to have to make some serious decisions. But that said, have fun. Prioritize you. Prioritize your passions. Uh, Venus has gone into Aries. It's a little bit of an emotional, we're like, where is this all playing out now? Well, it's playing out now in home and family and maybe even stuff from childhood is coming up, stuff from the past. But take take care of yourself, Capricorn. Um, I know you've got a long list of things to do, um, but um, it's you know it's Saturn being your planet is so much about you know sustainability and, and really ask yourself what's what's sustainable right now. Aquarius. So Aquarius, uh, this eclipse, a big eclipse actually. It's in your fourth. So. This sort of builds on a larger story about really reinventing uh, a key area of, of your life, home and family. And maybe you've made a big move, Aquarius. Maybe people have come into your life, come out of your life, come into your home, out of your home. Maybe you've started a family. Um, maybe you've made big changes in your family. But this is sort of rocking and shaking the very foundation of your chart. 
So a very classic way is to say that over the next six months, there may be a change in your household. There may be a move. Um, and really look at Sun uh, Uranus this week, you know, the sun being a relationship planet. So something may be shifting in relationships, may be shifting in the home environment. Um, it's not necessarily bad. You just have to do things differently and really open up to your needs, your wants, your desires and make sure that you're actually getting fed by life. That's the thing. You know, sometimes Aquarius, you can be really in the mind or in, in the intellect, which, you know, the mind and intellect have its place, but so does the heart. So it's really opening to the heart right now. You know, Venus has gone into Aries, which is your third. So sort of where this is all this eclipse now is taking place. It's, it's, it's voice, it's communication, it's talking about how you feel. It's conversation, sometimes maybe even messy and uncomfortable conversations. Um, but it's also choice and really weighing your options and really making sure that the choices that you make are have a sense of deep value or value to you or sort of a value to your life, but um, this is a this is a big time for you, Aquarius. And while you know Scorpio and Taurus are really in the focus of these eclipses, you know these eclipses are happening in what's called your tenth and your fourth. So this is the axis of your life. It's sort of the sense that things are pivoting, things are shifting. Then again, they already have. I'm not saying anything in theory. In theory, that shouldn't already have been sort of starting to happen over the past few years. And and do keep in mind, Aquarius, you had an eclipse in this part of your chart back in November, November 19th of 2021. So that was sort of the opening of this eclipse period. Um, but if you are moving, I'm not going to be surprised. If there's a change in your home and family, I'm not going to be surprised. But I said this on my webinar, sometimes the move is internal and sometimes the move is psychic. And, and maybe you're not seeing it in your physical environment. You're still in the same home you've been in for two decades or more, but something is shifting inside of you. Finally, Pisces. So this eclipse has been unfolding and your third has been so much about voice and communication. You've heard me say this voice is two things. It's literally the words out of your mouth, but it's also the energy behind them. So you have to be you 100%. It's like you can't, and I said this last week, you can't be in a cover band of your own life. Something's discordant. If you're going to do that, it's like you're trying to be something that you're not or something that you're not. Use words not your own. So something's trying to come out this week. And maybe it's something very deep. So that said, yeah, sorry, I'm just doing some backwards math. Um, a couple of things to keep in mind, you know, the energy of this eclipse is now playing out in your second. It's so much about value and worth, the value and worth of your voice, the value and worth of sort of something deep inside of yourself, even the value and worth of education. This part of the chart is about educa education. Um, but uh, you're having to sort of weigh your options and sort of look at the deeper value of things. Um, maybe even making some investments and purchases. Um, then I will also say that Jupiter, your planet next week, it'll change signs. It'll go into Aries uh, for the first time in 12 years. Um, but um, that's another conversation for next week. So you're on sort of the edge of some new beginnings. Um, you're not in the same, let's say, place that some of the other signs are in, but you're, you're, you're feeling it. Um, you're feeling it, Pisces. 
So that is your look at the astrology of May 2nd through 8th of 2022. My name is Katie Sweetman. This has been Empowering Astrology. Um, you can find me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, all the things. Um, but yeah, thank you. I love, you know, I love seeing some familiar faces every week. A lot of you are my clients. Of course, you can book a consultation with me. And if you want your deep dive on the eclipses, I still have my webinar. We're still in eclipse season. Um, we're still in eclipse season uh, well into May. Um, you know, you can still get my webinar. Um, the link is in the show notes. Or you can go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. Um, I do do a newsletter every week where I give you sort of the heads up for the week. Um, and then you can also hear about my events as we do. So thank you all for joining me. Um, I will see you all next week. Um, be well, take care of yourself. We're in eclipse season. Um, don't rush, be mindful, sit with some of the bigger questions that are coming up right now. Um, really see how these, uh, these themes with the, with the eclipse are sort of playing out in your own life and um, be, um, be proactive in the best way that you can. So until next week, take care. Bye.